Open up now with me to Isaiah 43. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 43. I'd like to bring a message titled, A Confident God and a Comforted People. Isaiah 43, let's begin in verse 1, <clears throat> starts by saying, but... But, you know, that could be one of the most glorious words in Scripture. But. But what? Why does he begin by saying, but? Well, chapter 42, verse 13 says, The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man, he shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. I have long time holding my peace. I have been still and refrained myself. Now will I cry like a travailing woman. I will destroy and devour at once. Verse 17 says, they shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images that say to the molten images, You are our gods. Verse 25 says, Therefore he hath poured upon him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle, and it hath set him on fire round about, yet he knew not. And it burned him, yet he laid it not to heart. Chapter 43 verse 1 says, But... But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. Fear not. This text tells us that some people need to be very afraid. Some people need to be very afraid. These are the last days. Our Lord came preaching, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And people say, well, that was 2,000 years ago. Every time somebody dies for that person kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's at hand. Some people need to be very, very afraid. But some can fear not. Fear not. Now here's the first question that we need answered. Who is he talking to? I need to know that. Who is he talking to? Who is he saying, fear not to? Verse 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, 
O Israel. So he's talking to Jacob and Israel. And then it doesn't apply to me. I'm not Jacob. And I wasn't born over there in that little country. So it doesn't apply to me. We know where I'm going with this, don't we? This was good for me. I knew this before I ran the reference and ran the reference, but this I enjoyed this. I want you to see this. I want you to turn with me to Romans 9. Romans 9, look at verse 6. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Now, as I travel and preach, there are a lot of things that I've been taught throughout my life that I say because it's the word of God and uh, I say it. But there are a lot of things that I say that I never knew were an issue for people. And this is one of them. I, I have now learned that there are quite a few people who believe that you got to be from Israel. You got to have descendants. You got to trace it right back to Israel or else you're not saved. But this says, they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Now turn with me. To Romans chapter 2. Romans 2, look at verse 28. It says, For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So being from that country is not what he's talking about. The mark of God's people is not on the outside. You cannot look at that person and say, well, he's one of God's people. The praise is not of men. It's of God. It's not on the outside, it's on the inside. Now turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, look at verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of God. Of Abraham. Faith. And look at verse 29. If ye be Christ's, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to this promise. That did me some good. 
I believe it. And the only reason I believe it, anything is because of the Word. I want to see it in the Word. If I belong to Jesus Christ, that's written to me. That is written to me. All right. Go back to our text. <clears throat> Actually, you probably lost it. Hold your place in Galatians. I got lost in my notes there. Hold your place in Galatians and go back to our text. It says in verse 1, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. That's why. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. Now, Galatians chapter 3, where we just were, look at verse 10. It says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. I want to read that again. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Meaning if I have to read this law that I hold in my hand and I have to work the works of this law, I'm cursed. It says, for it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Looking to Jesus Christ. And the law is not of faith... But the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Do I understand what that's saying? Do I? Honestly, can I get a hold of what that's saying? If I have to fulfill this law to get into heaven, I'm cursed. I'm cursed. I can't. I can't. I'm a sinner. I can't. So I'm cursed. I break this law continually. I do it continually. My only hope in this life is that the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled this law for me. That's my only hope. And all that I can do is look to Him and just trust in Him. Trust in His work. He did it all. 
And that's called faith. That's called faith. Faith is looking to and trusting in and hoping in and believing on Christ. Faith has absolutely nothing to do with me. It didn't originate with me. It's not of myself. It's not worked out by me. It's not exercised by me. It's God which worketh in me. If I have this faith, it's been given to me. It's a gift. It's a present. He says to his people, fear not, I have redeemed thee. He said, I hung on that tree for you. You broke that law. And that should have been you. It was supposed to be you. And he says, fear not. I did it for you. They pierced my hands. It was supposed to be your hands. I did it for you. They pierced my side. I gave up the ghost. It was supposed to be your ghost. I gave up the ghost for you. I did it for you. Just listen to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19 say, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. I love that, that uh, chorus. You guys have this chorus booklet, which I would love to steal one from you if I could. I don't have one. But it says, I'm redeemed by love divine. Love did it. Glory, glory, I can get a hold of the fact that Christ is mine. All to him I now resign because I've been redeemed. We've been redeemed from the curse because he was made a curse for us. We've been redeemed from sin. Because he was made sin for us. We've been redeemed from judgment. Because he was judged for us. And there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Fear not. Fear not. Romans 8, 3 says, Christ condemned sin in the flesh. Took care of it. Fear not. Our text, uh, Isaiah 43, <clears throat> verse 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name.
Now just listen to John chapter 10. We know this verse. It says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. This call, he said, I've called thee by thy name. This call is a sovereign, divine call from God himself. I called thee. Listen to Romans 8. We know this. Romans 8 says, Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now, we, what are we going to say to these things? What are we going to say to that? He did it. He did it. He did it. It's a sovereign call. It's a personal call. It's not a general call. It's not a general call. The call is, whosoever will, let him come. Nobody will. Everybody's dead. Nobody can. So then it has to be a personal call. You get up. Come. Sovereign call. I have called thee by thy name. If God ever calls a sinner... That sinner's going to know he's talking to me. I know he's talking to me. I know he is. I heard the illustration, and I've told it a lot of times, but if you're in a dark room, you can't see your hand in front of your face, and somebody turns the light on, you think you'll know it? Oh, yeah. Whatever God does is obvious. It's obvious. He's talking to me. He says, Fear not, I have redeemed thee. Fear not, I have called thee by thy name. And he says, fear not, thou art mine. You're mine. Now turn with me to John 17. John chapter 17. I pray that the Lord would allow us to enter into this right now. Send his spirit right now. John 17, look at verse 9. Our Lord God says, I pray for them. Do you believe that? Do you believe he does? If he said he does, And he recorded it in the Holy Word of God. Do you believe he prays for each of his people? I wish I could get a hold of that. I pray for them. 
I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I'm glorified in them. I pray for them. He said the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man is going to avail much. He said, Peter, Satan hath desired you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. I prayed for you. In your faith, your gift of God is not going to fail you. Not going to fail. Fear not. You belong to me. You belong to me. Our text back in Isaiah 43, verse 2 says, When thou passest through the waters... I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When the flood of troubles and trials come, and they are going to come, they're going to come, I'm going to be with you. You're not going to have to do it alone. You know, if, if you ever had things come up where you know, oh, I know I got to do this. Oh, I don't want to, but I know I got to. Somebody go with me. It helps having somebody go with you, doesn't it? You're not going to be alone. I just quoted it in the last message, and I want to quote it again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil. Thou art with me. You're not going to be alone. Not going to be alone. The most important flood to me, the waters, the one that's most important to me is when I cross over the River Jordan. That river of death, death. I don't want to cross it alone. I'm just speaking honestly. I don't want to do it alone. I know that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord, and I know that It'll happen in the blink of an eye. I understand that. And I know that if I'm chosen and I'm elected of God and Christ shed his blood for me, in his presence is a glorious place to be. It's paradise. But I can't help it. I don't want to cross. I think of death as a dark place. It's an unknown. And the scripture tells us fear not. But I don't want to do it alone. I don't want to go alone. Lord, when it's time for me to face death, be with me. Be with me. Turn with me to Isaiah 46. This has been such a blessing to me. Isaiah 46, look at verse 3. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me, from the belly, which are carried from the womb, and even to your old age, 
I am he, and even to gray hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry and deliver you. I believe he's saying when you cross that river, you're not even going to touch the water. I'm going to carry you over it. And I'm going to say, see, I told you. There was nothing to be afraid of. I'm with you. Our text, Isaiah 43, says, the end of it says, When thou walkest through the fire, Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I heard a story, I I think it's a true story, it's an account, back in pioneer days, um, people were settling west, headed out to California and places like that, and they would load up these wagon trains, a lot of horse-drawn wagons together, and they would go out in a long wagon train headed west. And there was a lot of danger out there. So they had a scout on a horse. And he would uh, go out in front of the wagon train a couple of miles and see if there was any danger. And if there was, he'd come back and tell the wagon train. And one of the biggest fears was wildfire. When they got into... uh, you know, the mid-U.S. states, the prairies, all that high grass would catch on fire, and that dry grass, it would just just sweep across the prairies. Well, anyway, this wagon train is headed out to California, and uh, the scout is out in front. Sure enough, he sees a prairie fire, a wildfire, and it's just, just eating it up, just coming right towards him. So he turns and he runs back to the wagon train and he tells the wagon master two miles up is a prairie fire and it is sweeping this way it's coming right at us it's huge it's wide and it's coming right at us so the wagon master tells the people I want you to pull some of the grass back from behind us and set a small fire and let it burn out behind us and that's what they did and they burned it out and it took off and just burnt ground behind And the wagon master said, now let's ease the wagons back. And they sat and waited. And this kid was in his dad's lap. And all of a sudden over the hill, here comes the prairie fire. It's just sweeping right towards him. And that kid started shaking and shaking. And he said, son, what's wrong? He said, I'm scared, dad. He said, why? He said, I'm scared of the fire. And his dad said, son... You have nothing to be afraid of. We're standing on burnt ground. This ground's already been burned. Fire touched it. The fire consumed it. And it cannot be burned again. Fear not. If the fire of God's wrath has already been kindled on Christ and we're in Him, Standing on 
It says in verse 2, Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. Verse 3 says, For I am the Lord thy God. I am Jehovah. If I said it, it will come to pass. I am the Lord. I change not. I am God. 2 Corinthians 5 says, God was in Christ reconciling us. It was God who did this. Matthew 1.21 says, Call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. But Matthew 1.23 says, Call his name Emmanuel, because God is with us. This is God. I'm God. Verse 3 says, I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Now, I don't want to take too long, but turn with me to Exodus 11. I love this. Exodus 11. He just said, I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Exodus 11, look at verse 5. All the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. All of them. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill. All the firstborn of beasts, they're all going to die. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it anymore. But against any of the children of Israel, Shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast? I'm not even going to let a dog bark at an Israelite's dog. That you may know how the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Fear not. I gave everything for you. There's a difference. I've put a difference. Fear not. Back in our text, verse 4 says, Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. And I have loved thee, therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. He said, Thou was precious, and thou hast been honorable. Now, I do not feel honorable, do you? I don't feel honorable. So what does he mean by that? Let's read the next sentence. It takes three verses to cover the next sentence. That'll explain what he means. Verse 5, he says, Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. I created him. I formed him. I made him. I made him precious in my precious blood. I made him honorable because I redeemed him from all his iniquities. He has no more sin. 
Why did I do this? Verse 4 says, I love him. I love him. I have loved thee. That's the beginning of our salvation. I love that song. You guys have heard Brother Dan Parks, Moose Parks, sing that song, Hail Sovereign Love. Hail Sovereign Love that first began the scheme to rescue fallen man. That's where it all started. Sovereign love. I love thee. Verse 8 says, Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. They think they see, but they don't. I understand somebody not seeing. But the scary part is they think they do. I think I do. They think they hear, but they don't. Isn't that scary? Verse 9 says, Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, It is truth. I want you to listen to this. I'm going to try to move along. But Isaiah 45, we were just there. Verse 20 says, Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Tell ye and bring them near. Go tell them and bring them near. Let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? There is no God else beside me. This is what he says to tell them. You go tell them I'm a just God. I will not clear the guilty. But you go tell them I'm a Savior. There's a way of salvation. I'm a just God and a Savior. Go tell them. Well, the end of verse 9 in our text says, Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, It is truth. Let them prove in the word of God that their idols are actually gods or let them hear the voice of the true God say, I am God and there is none else. If they ever hear him say that, they're going to say, it is truth. That's what they're going to say. That's truth. He is God. Verse 10, he says, If you've heard my voice, you are my witnesses. If you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords, if you confess that he's the only hope of salvation, he's the only hope of eternal life, if you confess that Jesus Christ is all, then he says, You're my witnesses. You're given an accurate description of me. You are my servant. And you can rest assured, you can believe, he says, that I chose you, my servant whom I've chosen, that you know me and you believe me 
and you understand that I'm He. You understand I'm He. Verse 10 says, Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Now here I'm going to close. One of the preachers instructed us, if you're going to close and you tell the people you're going to close, then close. Don't say I'm going to close and then drag it out 12 more minutes. They won't believe you after that. So I'm going to close. Okay. I just want to read the next three verses. And it was these three verses that gave me the title of this message, A Confident God in a comforted people. I love God's confidence. I love it. Verse 11, he said, I, even I, am the Lord. Beside me, there is no Savior. I'm it. I have declared and have saved. And I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am He. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work. And who shall let it? Who's going to stop me? He said, fear not. You are in my hand. And there is none who can deliver anything out of my hand. Fear not. Now, what do we have to say to these things? Amen. Amen.